What's going on, Cox Talks Nation out there? Cox Talks is back for another episode of the Cox Talks podcast. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening, as always. Thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, keeping it, uh, listen, keeping it a little uh, normal here as far as scheduling goes. Uh, yeah, like I said, things have slowed down this time of year, so I got a little bit of extra time on my hands, and uh I finally got the opportunity to sit down with a guy I've wanted to get on the podcast for a while now. Um, I think you're going to enjoy it. It's just a conversation. It's nothing too deep, but fuck, you never know. It might pique your interest. So uh, as always, um, I already thanked you guys for listening. Um, I want to thank Tyler Staley as well. I know you listen to the podcast. You sent me a message with some great ideas. I haven't, I didn't get to them on this episode but I did take the take some notes there, and uh, I did get some feedback on ideas that I asked folks for on the last episode. You know, just give me some ideas, whatever. Um, got lots of feedback to keep going with the podcast, and I got lots of feedback on not necessarily always kicking it out, you know, twice a month on, on Mondays, whatever. I did get a lot of feedback, which caught me off guard a little on, you know, just release it whenever the fuck you get around to it. Enough people enjoy listening to it enough that uh, I've been able to sustain the audience. And uh, listen, that's good. That's cool with me. So we're going to keep going with it here. I'm going to try and do it more uh, regularly, more often. But um, as always, we'll just we'll just see how things go. So as always, questions, comments, concerns, dilemma, just, get, just reach out to me on Instagram. That's the easiest place to get a hold of me. Please be advised. I don't always respond the quickest. Um, I try to. And sometimes I just don't respond to it all if I think that what you sent me is fucking dumb. And it's not going to get back to you. So anyways, you can reach out at me there. And of course, if you're special enough to have my personal contact information, get a hold of me there. And we can chat there and hang out and do whatever. And uh, yeah, you guys know I'm all about the feedback. So keep bringing the feedback. So today's guest an old friend of mine from high school, he he um, he wanted to stay as anonymous as possible. So I'm not going to give you his name, but you can follow along on his Twitter page. It, I'm going to post it. Um, it's posted on the Instagram there. If, if you have Twitter and you want to follow this guy on Twitter after the interview, check him out. He's always got some interesting stuff. Anyways, he's an old friend of mine. We lost contact for a lot of years, but we kind of reconnected on Twitter and it was the podcast that reconnected us. He had been following me on Twitter. I had no idea, had posted that I'd started a podcast. He started listening. He reached out. We reconnected. And it's always good to get back connected with old friends. But listen, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's he's always digging around. He's always looking for the truth. And when things just don't seem right to him, and you'll hear us talk about it on the podcast, when something stinks, more or less, when something doesn't add up, when something stinks, he digs into it. He just wants to find the truth, whether he actually finds it or not. He's not a professor. He's not a doctor. He's not anybody special. He's just the guy down the street that sticks to his own. He sticks to himself, you know, um, and uh, he just notices things, and he keeps track of things, and it's just something that he likes to uh, dabble with, I guess. Just keeping track of stuff that doesn't make sense. So we got into, he's he's been on this big um, chemtrail, contrail thing lately on Twitter, and um, he's discovered that perhaps he got sold a dozen 
fake eggs. So, uh, yeah, like I said, and these are things I follow along his page on on Twitter and always got some interesting stuff. So I thought, hey, why not bring him on, have a little conversation about conspiracies, um, specifically those two, and uh, see what we can come up with collectively. So, listen, without further ado, at first pig to fly on Twitter. He's our guest today on the Cox Talks podcast. Enjoy. Okay, so on the Cox Talks podcast here today, you know that on the people's champ of the podcast world, we're not picky, we're not prejudiced, we don't judge around here. Actually, I do quite a bit of judging, but that's just when people are fucking dumb. So um, I, I brought in an old buddy of mine. You can find him on Twitter at first pig to fly. And uh, listen, this guy and I, who he... Um, we're not going to divulge his name, which is fine with me, but you can follow him on Twitter. He's, he is real. He does exist. This young fellow and I, we go way back to when we were just young kids and we got disconnected for a while, just the way the world works, but we reconnected over Twitter and um, listen, let, let's bring him on the show, buddy. Welcome to the show. It's great. It's great to hear from you. Hey, thanks for having me on, Coxie. Good to hear from you too. Been a long time. It's yeah, been... I appreciate you calling me young. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, the two of us will be I'm about we'll... to turn 40. Yeah, well, I'm 40 in May, and I knew uh yeah, yours is coming up too. But uh listen, why don't you just to start trip. off? Yeah, no kidding. To start off, this is something kind of I always do with my listeners. As you know, you're a dedicated Cox Talks listener. Why don't you tell the people kind of how we know each other and a uh, little bit of our background together? Well, uh, we, we grew up uh, in the same area, uh, different public schools, because you you lived in the country being a farm boy, as I'm sure your listeners are well aware. Uh, met through hockey, played a little bit of hockey together. You You advanced quicker than I did. So we played on a couple teams together, if my memory serves me right. Is that yep. right? Teams, yep, that's right. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then we ended up uh, going to high school together, and that was a bit of a shit show. <laughs> and, and yeah, then you know, university came, and you know, people go their separate ways, and that pretty much we haven't talked since then. No, I mean, like I so, said, yeah. I mean, we used to stay connected fairly well on Facebook, and actually. I remember getting a message from you one day and you said, you know, that was it for Facebook. You were getting off Facebook, um, but you were going to try and find a way to stay connected to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was probably, it had to be five or six years at least since we spoke. And then I guess you, I think you tracked me down on Twitter and uh, took me a day or two to clue into who I was talking to. But ever since then, I mean, Hey, we we've reconnected, and uh, it's it's just get it's good to get reconnected with old friends. Absolutely, you know I'm bad for staying in touch with people. You know should should always be better with that. But uh, the Facebook thing was I was only on Facebook briefly, eh? Like uh, I think it was maybe six months at the most, right? And uh, yeah, I, I remember sending that message out. And uh, sent sent my email out, I think, saying, you know, Facebook's not for me or something along those lines. But right. yeah, I never, <laughs> I never really sent any emails after that. So, right, but, uh, right. Add on 
right, Coxie. Uh, I'll take the blame on that one. Oh, uh, man, I'm not worried about it. I mean, uh, listen, this it's like you said, people go their separate ways in life, and that's just fine with me. It happens. It's natural. But it's how you uh, – I've always said, uh, and not to sound soft, but it always um, – you know, the, the – how do you put it? The real friends, the, the good people in your life, uh, when you do reconnect, you always – pick up right where you left off and i feel like you and i've been able to do that no problem and uh that just like i said it just you know i know if i needed something i could call you and it you know we could not talk for 20 years if i needed something i could call you and you'd be you'd be right there so i mean it it doesn't it doesn't bother me that you and i uh lost touch for a while there all right brother right back at you appreciate it yes sir so so actually so kind of so let's start there. Uh, let's start with the Facebook thing. So you have blossomed into a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. And I I picked up on this. I mean, you, you discuss some, I don't even know what you call them, but, but you're, I wouldn't, I'm trying not to offend you here, man, but you're in deep. Well, with, you won't uh, offend me. <laughs> okay, good. You're in deep. Trust me, you, you want to. <laughs> You're in yeah. deep with some fucking conspiracies out there. I mean, you were big on, um, you know, searching for the truth on COVID. You like to search for the truth on things. And if I kind of remember right, even dating back to high school and, and playing some minor hockey together, you always kind of were a stick it to the man sort of thing. And you, you remember correctly. Yes. And yeah. actually one thing I want to ask, were you in the phys ed class with me when I threatened the teacher before a ball hockey game? Do you remember that? Yeah, that you know what? I refresh my memory. I, I, that definitely rings. a bell. yeah. Well, we were in gym class I'm not and in class, but somebody threw a volleyball at another kid in the class and I got the blame for it from a specific teacher and I didn't do it. The guy that did it actually now sells cars at an undisclosed Uxbridge car dealership. Anyhow, he did okay, it. Okay. I, I took the blame and <laughs> said teacher tried to kick me out of the class for the day and I wouldn't leave. And it turned into a big fuck you session, actually, right in the middle of the gym. And if I remember correctly, we were playing the teachers in the final of the intramural ball hockey ter- uh, league. And I may or may not have told him to keep his fucking head up the next day when we played ball hockey. And that was kind of when. You know we- what? I, I, I do remember not vividly, but yeah, it's coming back to me. It's coming but, back to me. But anyways, what I say is. I if I if memory serves me correctly, you were the one of the only guys that kind of had my back when I was going at the teacher because I just wasn't going to get kicked out for something I didn't do, plain and simple. And I ended up getting suspended over it, but the suspension didn't start until the ball hockey finals were over. I don't know if you remember that part, but I do remember you were one what? of the guys. <laughs> yeah, you were one of the guys that had my you back against this teacher. I do remember that now, how it started after that. That is so funny. Yeah. But uh, so that's how I kind of remember you were that's always legendary. Kind of a, a stick. You know what? Man. That that's triggering to me. You know that that's what gets me offended. Right. Like uh, the type of thing that you went through there. 
yeah is, I, is, just, I just wasn't having ear. it either i was just like yeah. if i did it i have no problem getting kicked out of the class but i didn't do it and i wasn't i wasn't fucking taking it but but anyways back to the what was it about facebook and and i mean people still talk about facebook and the spying that goes on and the clickbait and all that jazz what was it about facebook because it was really the first social media platform that everybody jumped on to to connect with people what was it about facebook that just wasn't for you that you got off it so quickly uh facebook i remember people had myspace before facebook but it was a little bit different it wasn't so much like you know putting your whole life out there it was sort of just like having a profile of you know maybe hobbies and whatnot but the facebook thing was was sort of like you know people are like tracking themselves almost voluntarily you know (laughs) giving their locations you know with pictures and whatnot and uh, to you know even saying what they're having for breakfast and stuff that that was kind of just like weird to me but the thing that really turned me off facebook actually there were probably two things and it wasn't so much the spying at the time which has all come out now and in recent years but uh, one of the things was I just noticed that people would just put pictures of other people's kids on the on the Internet, you know, and I, yeah. I just found that weird, you know, just like you, all of a sudden you, you see your kid on the Internet and no one asked you to, <laughs> to put their picture on there. It's just kind of a strange transition for society to go into and uh, just wasn't for me. And then the other big reason was that it just seems like everyone's trying to, like, advertise how you know, awesome their life is. And uh, not everyone, of course, but it, it seemed to have that vibe at the time. Yeah. And it uh, wasn't for me in that sense either. Well, and I just, you know. And to play on that too, I mean, like, um, I get bothered by it too. Like, I, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Everybody knows that. But um, people are always posting, pic- even pictures of their own kids. And, and I get it, okay, especially during through COVID, you know, you put pictures up there. So grandma and grandpa can see their kids or whatever. But now there's so many other avenues to send pictures of your kids, your family, whatever to the rest of your family. You don't need to do it on such a social media platform. That's number one. Number two is I've always found that the people that post the most pictures on Facebook or whatever, trying to show how perfect their life is actually usually have the most imperfect lifestyle in my opinion i i would tend to agree with that yeah it, it seemed to look that way too right so it's also phony and uh it's very funny. not for everyone i'm not criticizing anyone or everyone who's using facebook like it's it's a good tool you know unfortunately that's sort of the way that everything works is you know all these technologies and new things they bring to us are can be used as great tools, but they can also be used against us in in a, in a really bad way, right? Which well, Facebook is. <laughs> and and to piggyback yeah. off that, like I always laugh at the people that post pictures of themselves away on vacation, right? And then they come home and their house has been broken into. Well, that's because you posted all over social media that you you're not home, right? You're away on vacation, right? And now you're pissed off because your house got broken into, and and you know what? What makes it even worse is typically if you've posted pictures on, we'll just say Facebook, that you're away on vacation, you come home and your house has been broken into, there's a fucking 99% chance someone you know broke into your house and stole your shit. 
for sure exactly right like it just it boggles my mind that that people do that my my better half she likes to post pictures of us when we're away doing stuff whether we're out on the sea do or we're on vacation somewhere and it drives me nuts now having said that here on the cox compound here there's enough eyes around my farm that i'm not too concerned but they break into my house i mean what are they gonna get they're gonna steal my tv wicked Anything of, of any value is not in my house. I have put it elsewhere. Um, so I'm not too concerned about it. But I do laugh at those people that, that get pinched by that and then have the audacity, you know, to get a, to get mad, upset and offended. Now, you, In my opinion, you did it to yourself. I, I totally agree. I mean, you're, you're just handing it to them on a silver platter, you know? Yeah. Like you just you make it easy for them. You make it easy for them. And and you don't know, you can't trust everybody. I mean, just because they're your Facebook friend or just because you've known someone for years, you don't know, you don't really know them necessarily. You know, people are just too, too blindly trusting. There's no critical thing these days, Coxie, very little of it. Uh, You're a hundred percent right. A hundred percent right. So moving on, I mean, you are involved in social media. You're, you're very active on Twitter. I love I love your Twitter page. You're always up to something. You're always researching something. You're always searching for the truth. And and I love it. And I love it. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a conspiracy theorist. But I do bite. I bite on a lot of stuff. And uh, I like to think that I I mean, I'm sure there's some things out there that I've had the wool pulled over my eyes on. But there's a lot of stuff out there that I don't trust. But let's stick with the social media for a second. Why do you like why Twitter, but no Instagram, no Facebook, no TikTok, whatever? Why do you have Twitter, but nothing else? I always use Twitter without a, an account just to access information. I always thought Twitter's a great place to, especially local information. There's nothing tops it for you know if you want to find out something that's happening in your town right now i I, maybe facebook is better i don't know because i don't use it but because you can't use facebook without a profile but i've been using twitter for quite a while i got the account when i noticed the direction twitter was going and you know they were clearly silencing people and i just wanted to join in on the side that was being silenced you know i Free speech is is so important to me and and so many people, and uh, the way they suppress it and what's going on online, I just felt like you know, time to join the side and you know actually start speaking. Yeah, no, and 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 oh, you've done you've done a good you know job. me like I've always I appreciate it. I've always spoken my mind, but the just like to see the how unfair it is on Twitter. And, uh, you know, r- right up until, I guess, like, I don't know, a month ago or so when, you know, the cha- the ownership changed with Elon Musk, you know, my account's been shadow banned the whole time. So, you know, <laughs> hardly people, anyone sees what I'm saying anyway. And, but now, like, just, just things like that, you know, and uh, I, I'm pretty careful with what I say and what I have said when it comes to the narrative that they try to control so I don't get suspended and whatnot. I try to sort of say things without saying them. Uh, now I'm sort of more bold in what I say because you can be right now, but I'm sure that'll all change again. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Now you used a term there and I've heard it. Uh, what is it? What is a shadow ban? Exactly. 
shadow ban i, I don't know I, I couldn't give you an expert analysis on what a shadow ban is but it's uh they, they just make it harder to see your account you have less reach in in, in a variety of ways okay so like yeah. for me for me uh like if i comment on a tweet i'd i'd be under this you'd always have to click show more replies like they push me to the bottom and you know right are you sure you want see this tweet and stuff like that right yeah 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 and okay searches right like i i wouldn't show up in searches and whatnot and then various other things they do but those were the two that i knew for sure okay but now that lifted and and you can see the difference it's it's you know i'd have uh you know i don't have that many followers just a few hundred but you know on average i'd, I'd tweet something and i'd get like five to ten views you know within yeah. the within the first six hours or so and that's like tripled or more since uh the shadow banning lifted right so. i see yeah so i mean um i think back to you and i reconnecting i think we reconnected like during the whole covid thing like when i started the podcast i guess i think you had been following me and i not even sure i knew you'd been following me until we actually tweeted at each other and i figured out who exactly you were again but um i don't i don't really want to get into the covid stuff because everybody's so fucking sick of covid talking well, about it living tired. with it whatever right Can we just leave it leave it in the past forever absolutely um but what so you've been on this trend lately and it has piqued my interest um i've been following along i haven't commented on it much but i, I maybe not at all but i want to talk about the chemtrails talk to me about chemtrails what's going on up there what's happening well you know i'm not really someone who you know will make theory uh, you know i'll theorize you know why they're doing it but i sort of notice things that don't make sense and and don't look right you know and uh there's no doubt about it that they're they're spraying something in the sky. I you know it's hard to say what. There's people that have taken soil samples and rain samples, and you know it indicates there's certain heavy metals and whatnot, and uh, that that shouldn't be there, especially in the rain. Uh, but you know I, I I more stick to my observations that I've been making my whole life pretty much, and uh, you know especially from you know, maybe like 2000 and onwards, I've, I've been looking at the sky every day and night. And uh, there's been some major changes. I mean, it's just undeniable, like, uh, you know, right. contrails. And, yeah. And, and, and yeah, so, sorry to cut you off, but to, to be clear here, you're not a doctor, you're not a scientist, you're not a paid professional in this field. You're just one of those guys that makes observations. And you have noticed based on your tweets, you have noticed, yes, you've noticed um, odd or inaccurate, however you want to call them, cloud formations. You've noticed uh, different patterns of, I call them chemtrails, chemtrails, contrails, whatever. You, you can tell me if there's a difference. These are just things that you've, that you've picked up on from your personal observation. And I'm like, I'm assuming you keep some sort of documentation just to refresh your own memory. I mean, when you get into these conversations, like, like, am, am I right there? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I've been taking pictures and video of them, uh, 
probably since like like specifically taking pictures and video of them since 2007 2008 oh really that long uh, eh yeah yeah quite a while now so you've been and uh, so you've let been me tell you when that when, long yeah okay yeah yeah i'd say uh you know maybe mid around 2005 ish start noticing that uh a contrail would just get bigger not not too much bigger and it would persist and you could just watch it as long as it would drift to the horizon basically it wouldn't dissipate and you you wouldn't see that often and you look at it and think oh that's kind of weird but i think at the time you just kind of write it off as like oh it's like some sort of byproduct not vapor or something you know but then uh you know, I'd say in 2008 is when I really started noticing they're building up in the sky. Like you see them more frequently. You'll see like a couple weeks where every day you'll see them start crisscrossing across the sky and uh, and then nothing. So no, no one's denied, you know, there's such a thing in Montreal. And that's the, they always put you in the people that like we're de denying the science of contrail that's absolutely not, not true uh, everyone knows that contrails can form but there's also chemtrails you, you can look to any media year 2000 anything tv shows newspapers photo albums you name it look through that stuff you won't find those you just won't it's but uh what we're seeing now is not that we're seeing single contrails that just grow and grow oh for hours and spread out one single contrail with no other contrail being added to it you know in a completely clear sky that's never happened before that that started happening gradually it's been around for for many many decades the the technology and and they've been testing it but from my observations, they started gradually putting it in the sky in our area around 2005, just to condition us seeing these every now and then. And they've been slowly increasing it. And now it's it's beyond crazy. Like, uh, I, I can't believe what I'm seeing in uh, some of these places around the world. It's actually quite scary. Quite scary. So... I mean, uh, you talked about the size of the contrails and, and things like that. And then, of course, the patterns. Um, and I've I mean, I <clears throat> I watch the sky quite a bit because I'm a farmer. And when you brought this to the forefront about these contrails and chemtrails, I mean, I just I started watching them a little bit more. Right. And uh, so on and so forth. But what I've noticed mostly lately is maybe not the sub, but like the different patterns, like you said, in the sky, like they will be crisscrossing. they will be like, it's, and it, in, in your opinion, did this start to intensify? Yes. Did it seem to come, uh, happen more often once, once, you know, COVID started surfacing? Bang on. I mean, uh, we weren't going to talk about COVID, but here we are, but no, yeah, fair absolutely. Enough. Uh, shortly after uh the uk and and europe like i i can't believe what's going on over there consistently for a couple of years uh we're gonna see the effects of that soon i'm sure but uh and i'm sure we already are but and it's 
like even today it's it's the same old same old there uh it's it's frightening I, I i don't know why i don't know what they're doing exactly but uh, i i know that regular contrails do not do what they're doing right and i have a neighbor who works outside all day every day and he has he's like you like he watches the sky quite often and he's pretty adamant that based on his recollection, every time he notices a chemtrail and or a contrail, I'm just going to refer to them both. Every time he notices unusual or or intense ones, um, he notices that all of a sudden there's a new strain of the COVID pandemic, you know, surfaces within the media. Do you think obviously do you think there's some correlation there? uh everything's a possibility <laughs> you know i uh the minute you say something is not possible is the minute you become susceptible to get screwed over so uh but i i, I don't know I, I don't see that one as likely because the people in charge would somehow in charge of the operation would somehow have to make themselves immune from it, it i mean that's possible uh but i don't know how they go about it i'd like to hear you know this person's opinions on that for sure yeah for sure now uh, now do you think these these chemtrails contrails whatever are they meant to poison us in some way shape or form and i just use i use poison as a very broad statement um or do you think it, they are strictly to alter the weather or do you think they're both you know, gun to my head, I'd say the the per primary purpose of them is is to alter the weather and control the weather. I think that's the most likely. Uh, uh, do they are they good for you? No, definitely not. Or uh, is that their intention to poison people? Maybe on a, a small scale. I, I don't think so though. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely not healthy. <laughs> Well, no, what's it, being it, sprayed, but well, on the soil samples and the water samples, you know, they've taken water samples at the tops of mountains just to make sure, you know, that it's not from some other source and they still get the same results. So it's uh, something along those lines. But right. uh, uh, the thing is, they could, right? I mean, they have the means to. <laughs> they wanted to all of a sudden, you know, start something to kill people they they have the means in place to do so Absolutely. which is concerning yeah. yeah so why what in your opinion why do you think they're trying to alter the weather uh probably ultimate control you, you know they've always really coveted the power of being able to to control the weather and manipulate the weather and, uh, you know, it seems to me, if I had to guess, I'd say they're intentionally warming the globe with this stuff and telling us that, you know, it's because of us and whatnot. And uh, I, I, to me, it, it sort of points in that direction. And, you know, I, it's, it's pretty, pretty much agreed upon that global cooling is a bigger threat than global warming so maybe maybe they know i mean certainly the powers that be know 
a lot of things we don't. We're incredibly dumbed down. They 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 hoard the the good knowledge. They hoard, hold the real knowledge. So you know, it's 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 hard to say sometimes. Well, but, uh, I mean, as a as a farmer, one thing I've noticed, and again, it, <laughs> um. My and I've I, you know what I've actually heard my dad say this and and you know my dad and you remember my dad and I know dad Love has always him. said <laughs> everybody loves old Murray but it, I've always heard dad say How that could you know it that you don't so and I'll stick strictly to in the summer when we're trying to make hay and even from a little kid so I've heard dad say you don't get the weather today that he got years ago. You don't get the proper weather to make dry hay anymore. And even from the time I was a kid until now, I've kind of picked up on that too. Now, some could argue that, you know, with with the seed genetics in hay that, that we're growing now compared to the seed genetics, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, obviously all that has changed. It has made the crop. We've gone out and we've made the, we've had the science and the genetics to make, to make, uh, the hay healthier uh, and which again is a very broad statement. You know, you get more cuts out of it. It's got more nutrients in it for the cows, blah, 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 which in turn might take it longer to dry down. But you also don't get those, you know, like 10 days of really good, hot, drying, sunny weather anymore. It seems to be, it seems to be tougher and tougher. And I'm just using this because it's personal experience. You don't seem to get that nice weather anymore to do hay. And I've heard dad say that for years. And I mean, he's been farming actively since he was, you know, 15 years old, he's 70 now. So these old farmers in the area that, that always watch the weather and listen to the weather and follow weather patterns. I mean, they've picked up on it too, but I don't necessarily know if, if they're looking at the sky and looking at these chemtrails and making the connection there. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, uh, farmers would be, good people to talk about this stuff for sure. I mean, you guys are constantly watching the weather. Your your livelihood depends on it. You need to track the patterns. You, you're always looking at that stuff. But at, at the same time, you know, there's this, there's one type of person and there's another type of person, right? There's a type of person that might not even know, maybe there's three types of people, but there's someone that might not even notice them. There's someone that will notice them and, and question them. And then there's some the same person who will question them will be confirmed by experts and and you know scientists quote unquote that they're just normal contrails and then they'll go about their their life and forget all about it. The second person you know who questioned knows that you know the official narrative all isn't always the truth might continue questioning right. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I always kind of go back to. Um... 1992 was an extremely wet year and uh it was it was tough on farmers as it was like like I said it was a wet year so everything was just behind schedule and um if I remember correctly that was also the year that Mount St Helens erupted and there was a lack of sun that year and it resulted in scientists always kind of said it resulted in the amount of ash that was in the atmosphere from Mount St. Helens. It was kind of blocking out or filtering the sun. And it was a very tough growing season. 
So back to the contrails, the chemtrails, whatever, you know, if they're putting these in the sky as well to alter the weather, who's to say they aren't blocking out and filtering out the sun or as in farmer terms, the heat units that we need to grow proper, profitable, high yielding crops to feed the world. Yeah, I think you're bang on there too. Like, like especially with what's happening now uh, around the world, we're seeing that combined with these unprecedented, you know, crisscrossing skies of, of chemtrails, and and everyone's reporting lack of sun around the world. You know, it's uh, it's it seems to be that you know the food production thing is is on the agenda here, and the, and they're related. Like uh, it, it seems to point that way. Would you agree? Uh, it it does. And I mean, listen, by no means do I think you're a whack job. I don't want to come across as a whack job either. But if what you're saying makes makes sense, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you have you have solved the, the case. But if you look at what there seems to be an agenda going on by somebody in the world that's we'll just say controlling the world there seems to be an agenda going on whether it's the climate change whether it's inflation whatever you want however you want to link it and there is the old saying you control the food you control the people so if they can alter the weather to control the food then eventually they're going to they're going to control the people i mean the math checks out i'm just saying that the math checks out for sure and with everything that's happening right now, it's kind of hard to deny. And and I'm sure it's going to be a tough grow season around the world. Yeah. And I mean, it um, last year, I mean, we've, we've had some pretty good years here um, as, as far as growing seasons go, not a whole lot to complain about, but I do know. Let me, that... ask, let me ask you real quick. Uh, yeah. How is this? lack of a deep freeze going to affect you or have uh, you got a deep freeze where you are? Cause we have not here. No, I mean, the, we we've had the last two nights actually have been, I'm not sure they've touched minus 30, but they've got there. Um, yeah, it's, it's really hard to say, but one thing I will say is, is with our corn crops specifically. Okay. We've been dealing with a lot of, um, uh, we've been dealing with a lot of pests, Western bean cutworm um, being the most prevalent one, and it goes in and it it attacks the the cob of the corn, and they'll eat the very tip of the cob, and then they'll they'll burrow their way into the cob, and then the cob rots and the corn rots, and you get mold on your sons corn. of bitches, eh? It's a whole thing, and I have heard some agronomists say, um that what we need is an extremely cold winter so that these bugs freeze off and die. And we haven't had one in quite some time, not here in Ontario anyways. So you're, you're kind of right there. Like that is yeah. just an example of how a real good deep freeze affects the farmers. Well, that's interesting. You know, it's just one more thing like combined into the web that's going to cause lack of food and uh, lack of real food and these sky rocketing prices, you know, it's like there's all sorts of things working against it. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and another thing that if you look at this back to the control, the food control, the people fuck the farmers, 
who is the largest um, land purchaser over the last couple of years in the United States? Bill Gates. What more do you need to know, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys are you guys are about to get screwed. That, that's how it looks to me. I mean, you, um, you're better versed on that, I'm sure, but it, it just looks like you know the good guy farmer is is gonna take it up the rear here. Oh yeah. And I mean, listen, we, we chose this profession. I could have went and, you know, there's lots of other things I could have done. I chose this profession. So I've always said right on this podcast that I don't look for sympathy, but sooner or later, you know, it's, and I had this discussion every Sunday morning, I go up to the neighbors for coffee and, um, we had the discussion, you know, like, um, shit, I got to grab my train of thought here. (laughs) Um, we're trying to farmers are trying to poison the world. If you ask a lot of people, a lot of consumers out there, we're trying to poison people. We're trying to poison the world yet. You know, we eat, we eat our products ourselves. Our children eat these products ourselves that we're growing, producing, selling. So, I mean, if we're trying to poison the whole world, we're trying to kill ourselves. And you know, the old saying is years ago, 50% of the world used to feed, the other 50% of the world. And now 2% of the world is trying to feed 98% of the world. And all, all consumers and people want to do out there is, is crucify us for our farming practices. And all we're doing is we are trying to do more with less because they are not manufacturing farmland anymore. And people don't understand that, you know, 13, let's just, let's just say, 13 ton of wheat, however many loaves of bread that makes. Okay. Let's say, let's say 13 ton of wheat makes 500,000 loaves of bread. Let's just throw those numbers out there. Okay. There's 75% more people trying to get those 500,000 loaves of bread, but they expect us to not move forward with genetics in not only our seed, but our chemical to try and keep us ahead of feeding the world. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like it's, it just, uh, you're, you're between a rock and a hard place. And it's like there's a sort of like a smear campaign against you at the same time, right? Ab- absolutely. But, you know, if, if, if Bill Gates was to go out and start, you know, feeding an entire state, off his farm that would be okay because it's bill gates right like that of consumers course, right? would, that that's okay right and it's just well, you know it, what mind-boggling. that mentality reminds me of a, a mentality that you used to come across quite a bit and maybe you still do but there was a mentality that existed where it was like cruel to hunt your meat right yeah but, but that the, the person making that claim is is totally fine going to the grocery store and buying their meat from the, the the major chain you know well like to that it's fine you know they're so far removed from... well and it, it you know i i don't really like no i i don't mind stereotyping people on this show but i mean not seriously but oh you do it all the time but i know but i mean like i talk about you know guys that drink wilson canadian like to build decks yeah. you know that that type of stereotyping that's half but, your show but but the majority of people that you know they that fully believe in climate change okay and that you know we'll just say cows you know don't eat beef 
quit farming because it's ruining the climate. Meanwhile, their avocados have to be flown in from South America on a plane, right? And Absolutely get trucked to the grocery right? store. Like it, it, this, the math, their math, two plus two doesn't equal four in their head. Like it just, but they can tell me how to do my job and tell me everything I'm doing wrong, right? Like it's just, it get, it just gets old after a while. It really does. You know, they, they don't walk the walk far from it. They just like, you know, it's, it's the woke game, right? It's the whole, and uh, it's bad. You know, when you go into the younger generations, like, holy smokes, I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen times are times are changing and it's not good. No, no, no. So moving on, your latest little experiment here, and I started kind of reading up, and actually, I don't. It's it's probably from the algorithms, but um, I've noticed your little experiment on the eggs here, and I've started to hear more and more of eggs in the media. Talk to us about your experiment. Talk to us about what's going on with eggs in the world at the moment. So, yeah, with the eggs, like uh, with the egg shortage situation, uh, you know, I, I always have eggs in the house, big fan of eggs. And uh, just the last week, my most recent purchase of eggs was uh, it just didn't seem right. So I cracked the egg and the shell did not seem right. It, it was just like really weak and it like made a hole instead of like a crack. And it okay. hit the pan. And just didn't cook the way uh, a typical egg cooks. I can't really describe it. It looked rubbery and more like a didn't run around the pan nearly as much. You know, I always cook at a high heat, so it, it hits the pan and, and cooks pretty much right away. But it, it just looked like fake. But it wasn't. Anyway, I'll get to that. But uh, it tasted rubbery. Like the texture was rubbery. It was just off. You know, there was something different about it. And then, you know, <laughs> you start looking into it a little bit and you find out that fake eggs, not, I'm not talking about vegan eggs. I'm not talking about like the, what's that new egg brand, vegan egg brand, just uh, egg. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not talking about that. They, they've been making fake eggs in China since the 1990s where they, they actually make a fake egg that's in a shell that you can crack that is hard to detect. And it's become a problem in India, apparently. You know, they're, they're, they get these fake eggs imported from time to time. And there's videos of people showing you how to detect a real egg from a fake one just visually and whatnot. And, uh, and you know, there's videos of them showing the production process of them. So fake eggs have existed for a long time. It's creepy. So I thought, holy shit, like, uh, tell me I, I don't have a fake egg. But I, I wanted to go further than the visual tests. I wanted to do, you know, a little bit of basic chemistry. Everyone knows the, well, probably most people know the dissolve uh, eggshell in a, in vinegar. Right. Uh, so I did that. Uh, and, it, and it dissolved. So I thought, oh, good, you know, pretty much guaranteed it's real at least. But let's take it a step further. There's another experiment you can do. And uh, you crack the egg into some as pure alcohol as you can get. I had rubbing alcohol and and the egg white should turn white. And uh, I had another egg, which was an egg I'm used to, a typical egg. It was a brown egg and uh, the weird one was a white egg. So I compared the two and and 
the brown one, the egg yolk turned white instantly. Okay. And and the weird white egg, uh, a little bit turned white, just a very small amount. I had to leave that one overnight, and it still didn't even come close to uh, being as white as the other one. Not even close. So. Uh, I, th- I think that, you know, I'm not a chemist, but I think that has something to do with the protein in the egg white. And there's people reporting, I don't know for sure. I haven't looked into it much, but there are people saying stuff about chicken feed and, and maybe there's been protein removed from it. I heard the brand Purina thrown out there. Once again, don't take my word on this. Uh, this is just sort of stuff I saw and didn't read into, but there's certainly like, you know, I know there's lots of people reporting that they're having issues with their hens laying eggs and, you know, they'll make a change to their feet and they start laying again. I'm sure that can happen, you know, normally, but it seems like it's widespread and and there's this egg shortage and conveniently there's vegan eggs on the market everywhere now. And Bill Gates is invested in those 10 years ago. And, you know, well, and conveniently, and this is something I saw on Twitter as well as conveniently, there has been an astronomical amount of barn fires in the United States, which That's another one, right? which yeah. house, which house laying hens. Like, and it just, again, it's just, it's right. just something and just stinks, right? It just, it just stinks. There's just, something's not it right. It stinks. And that's why these conspiracy theories exist, you know, like the big ones, the ones that the prominent ones that you always hear about. It's because they stink. You know, people think that conspiracy theorists think everything's a conspiracy. It's it's not true. You know, we, we just put I can't speak for everyone, but myself, I just question the things that stink. If it doesn't add up, I, I just question it, you know. Well, and, and, and to go back, sorry to cut you up, but to go back to the eggs and to go back to the protein in the feed. I actually read an article and a same thing. I read it because it caught my eye. I read an article stating that in in real eggs, there is actually some protein or there's something that um, helps fight COVID. In, in I saw that terms. too. I, I did not read that yet, but it I, helps I've seen fight that. COVID. So now the 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 theory is that they're removing real eggs. And, and this whole egg shortage so they can get more fake eggs into the world so that they can. And again, here we are talking about COVID, but taking real eggs off the shelf, off the market, pumping in these fake eggs so that basically we're not as healthy in, in the Coles notes version. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many angles and, and there always is with these major sort of conspiracies. You know, they they always try to send send you sort of chasing your tail. There's always side stories that are sort of distractions. You never really know what's what's real and what's sort of a distraction. You you see that a lot with with sort of the, the these conspiracies, you know. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's um, it's like I said, I'm not a theorist, but there's a lot of things I'll bite on just because again and i've been using this term a lot just because the math doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense many times so often you know it's it's um it's it's pretty wild so where so where are you now with this with egg gate we'll call it egg gate where are you now with egg gate what's what's next on your agenda with the eggs 
Oh, that's a good question. I, I mean, I, I think they're probably trying to, at the very least, get people to to switch to vegan eggs. What a perfect time. If you're on the fence or you were on the fence about vegan eggs, now's the perfect time to take the plunge, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're you know, they're, they're, they won't hurt your pocket. And, and why not now, right? Now's the best time to, to try vegan eggs. So I think right now you're going to have a lot of people switching over at the very least they're they're doing that oh yeah i would i i would agree for sure or people are going to just start buying their own chickens putting them in the backyard and then we're going to have a major outbreak of the avian flu again because um that seems to be where avian flu seems to stem from is all these uh we'll call them backyard flocks Um, oh you are a conspiracy theorist coxie you truly (laughs) man (laughs) <laughs> why do you say you know, that man because that that you know that's the the way a conspiracy theorist thinks okay you know all right i'll take it yeah anything's possible and that that could be the direction they go and to be honest i think that the the people that call these shots and are, are pulling the, the strings of the world you know they don't just have one direction that they're guaranteed gonna go and in many cases they'll have you know, contingency plans. And it's almost like they're playing a game a lot of the time. And, you know, if we respond a certain way, they'll, they'll enact plan A. If we respond the other way, then they'll enact plan B, but either way they win, they've got it all planned out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sound like a a downer, but that, that's sort of how I see it. It's like those old uh, choose your own adventure books, right? There's exactly. always an out, there's always the outcome that they want. It's just how exactly. how how they get there. Right? It's a big drone adventure book. Yeah. 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 <laughs> those things are fucking great actually. They are. I, I love those things. Right on. So are you going to go out and buy your own chickens now or what like what are you going to do? I've do always have... I've always wanted to. Uh I'm not I don't think I'd get away with it where I am. Right. But uh in the future oh yeah i mean that's the way to go right now I because mean, in in your neck of the woods you live right in in town correct like you're not out on an acreage yeah or anything. Yeah. yeah so be tough to get away with i mean things sure. are more lax here in that sense but uh you know i, I it just takes one neighbor right oh yeah that's absolutely. all it takes Absolutely, and, and I'm does. sure it would happen. I'm sure the call would be made, and once the call is made, it's all over. And you you put all that into your setup, and I'm not yeah. willing to take that risk. I think I think it would happen. So, but but in the future, absolutely, I you know I'd love to have more than just chickens. You know, I I don't like the fact that we can't have raw milk. You know, I, these are the things that people don't understand. They, you can't let them take those kind of freedoms and, you know, the freedom to to sell raw milk and 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 then pretty much drink it. You can't unless you have your own cow or or find a loophole, you know, yeah. things like that. They add up. So when when people think like, oh, you know, the the freedom convoy or, you know, they, you know, they want to be able to party in Ottawa or whatever, like, you know what? You, you can't let the little freedom slip because once you do, they just keep taking more and more and more and more. And and that's just the way it is. And no, it's, it's true. It's what's that old uh, proverb. <clears throat> yeah. You know, they, exactly. At first they, they came for my neighbor and I said nothing. I can't rhyme it off, but right. I people know what I'm right. talking about, but, 
And then at the end, they came for me and there was nobody to help me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, we're, 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 we're in the same boat here, man. I think we're on the same page with a lot of stuff. Um, uh, I, I think we're going to wrap it up though, bud, but you've been, you've been informative. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Cock. Listen, I, love, man, it was... I love the podcast, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah, it's great. Thank you. Well, I, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, I think that this was good conversation. You and I have been trying to hook up for a long time, but it's it's hard to sit down and, and get an hour with with somebody anymore. It doesn't matter if they live down the road, if they live across the ocean or, or wherever they live. It's it's hard to sit down with people anymore. People are so busy now. Right. Well, that's that's one other way they keep us pinned down, isn't it? But that's a conversation for another day. That's right. So just before you go, give us your Twitter handle again. So any listeners, and I hope you gain some listeners through this. I know uh, my one buddy there, uh, Peter Archer at Amazing Acres. Um, I think he started following you after seeing some of our conversation. Pete's a good guy, uh, big Peter Archer fan. But anyways, give us your Twitter handle so people can maybe. I think I, I think I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, we have a, a couple mutuals. I think I followed him first, but I I could be wrong. But yeah. Uh, it's first pig to fly the number one for first. So one S T pig yeah. to fly and the number two. So right it's, on. It's, yeah, yeah it's easy it. to find. And I'll probably post it. I have an Instagram page uh, for the, for the podcast and stuff. So I'll maybe throw your Twitter handle up there as well. Um, if that's okay with you, but uh, listen, man, keep fighting the good fight. And uh like I said, you you never know when you might see old Coxie boy down in your neck of the woods. Uh, and maybe we'll yeah, uh, let me know, man. We'll be yeah, in touch. Absolutely. It was great talking to you. Take care. Hey, say hello. Yeah, to appreciate you me on. Say hello to your dad for me. Would you, you? as well? And, yeah. And your mom. I will. I will do that for sure. And Robert. Yes. And Robert. Robert. Yes. <laughs> if he remembers me. I, yeah. We never crossed paths too many times. Believe no. it or not. But yeah. Yeah. No, he was how, how much older? Sorry, how much older That's, is he? He's four years older than me. So he he oh, should yeah. have been he should have been in grade thirteen uh when we were in grade right. nine, but That's he didn't why. he That's didn't why. do his grade thirteen, but he did he was hanging around a little bit, but he came out and played hockey with us a couple times. I you know I think like if somebody rented the ice on a snow day or something like that. Yeah. I, I remember uh, that. He was sure. usually he was usually bombing around somewhere, so Oh yeah, bombing yes. around is right. Yeah, that's right. So, anyways, listen, bud, you take care, and it was awesome, and uh, we'll catch yeah, up you with too, you man. later. So there you have it, folks. Listen, I don't really know what you uh, what you thought about that, but <laughs> it was fun. It was a fun conversation. And as I said, he called me out for being a conspiracy theorist. I, I guess you know what? I I'll wear that hat. Fuck it. I don't care. Like, what have I got to lose, really? But. I'm telling you, some of the things you see in the world today, they just don't make a lot of sense. And listen, I am a firm believer. I don't know what's going on in the world, but I do think something is going on in the world. It's far beyond our control. And I mean, I don't know when it's going to come to a head. I don't know when, you know, uh, we're all going to be segregated or locked in our homes or we're going to be depending on the government for food or what. I don't know when all that's going to happen, but I, listen, something stinks. Something's not right. And I just, 
fuck, I don't even know. Like, I just, you know what, as as morbid as this is to say, I hope I get out of the fucking world before it happens, okay? I'm just going to leave it at that. But that was a fun conversation. I don't know what you guys think of it. Maybe you think I'm all fucked up too and you're going to quit listening to the podcast, but I highly doubt it. I mean, of all the things that have gone on and maybe been said not only on this podcast, but from me as a human being in small circles, whether I'm drinking in a buddy's shop or at a cottage or, or just around the kitchen table at a mud muckers round table or something. I mean, if that, if chemtrail talk and the talk of fake eggs is what makes you shut Trevor Cox off, then fuck, so be it. It is what it is. So anyways, listen, it was a lot of fun. It was a little bit, uh, you know, it was a topic we haven't really dabbled on, but hey, maybe it piques your interest. Maybe you're going to start watching the sky. Maybe you're going to start asking some more questions in, the, in this crazy fucking world we're living in right now. So uh, it was it was fun. It was fun to catch up with an old friend. It was fun to chat about that stuff. And that's what we're all about here on the Cox Talks podcast. So listen, as always, thanks for listening. That's another episode of the Cox Talks podcast. And of course, please remember the most important thing about the Cox Talks podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your fucking friends about the Cox Talks podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>